because I want to talk to your family. So there's two things I want to say here. One is that my mother is a very, very keen listener to this podcast. Shout out to Yasmina. Big, big ups. Big ups. Um, Massive ups. And she called me to admonish me for not being familiar with the term ute last week. For like oh, like an Australian, yeah, because we, well, it's definitely not a sports utility, but yes, we talked, so in last week's episode, I, I I said the word ute, almost expecting you to know what that meant, but yeah, like a truck with, yep. a, with a tray in the back, yes. And she was like, what's, what do you mean you don't know what a ute is? And I was like, why do I know what a ute is? She was like, when I first moved to Ireland. Accent. Do you do, you do your accent do- for your dad, so do the accent for your mum. I actually never do the accent from my mom. No, don't you don't. Why, which is weird because my, my mom's a stronger accent than my dad does yeah, as does. well, which so is odd. Let, let, let it rip. Let's go. No, it doesn't feel right. I don't know why. <laughs> He's scared. Also, He's when you said do the accent getting for some reason. A hundred percent, dude. When you said do the accent for some reason, I thought you meant Australian. And I was like, well, I want to do that. I don't know. Do an Australian accent for your, for your, uh, you know, your, your, bo- mom. your mom from the Balkans. Yeah. No. So her, when they, when they first moved here, her friend, um, Came, was helping them move like mm. I think it was helping them move something they lived here for like a couple of years and they came over with a flatbed truck mm. and I was like oh you got a ute and she was like what she was like you got a ute you, okay, thanks, got, for, thanks uh, for bringing the ute and she was like I got a what now she's like I got a what what is this what, what are we talking what is, about <laughs> I say, said, that's how strange, I strange language you're using I don't understand this that was how my mom found out that people in Ireland don't all talk like the people on neighbours do oh that's she was learning cute. those words that's very cute, though. That's extremely cute. Oh, so yeah, she was like, "You should ask me, man. I, I know. I was early. She was early to the Ute game. She was yeah. all about it, man. She knew. Yeah, she's no. Yeah, she knows. She knows what. Uh, well, I'm trying to think of other Australian phrases that she would have come across in Neighbours, where she knows what she knows what it is to be I fair need- dinkum, I guess. That's just good, isn't it? Like good uh, job. It really depends. No, no, it's not. It's, it's not a pro- It. I would I would loosely translate it to genuine. Um, okay, like so. If you ordered if you ordered a takeaway and it was tasty, would you describe it as fair dinkum? Yeah, well, you'd say oh, that was fair dinkum tasty. So it's that's well, now it's a modifier. <laughs> yeah, it can be. So now it's some, sending okay, it for very. All right, hang on, hang on, hang on. So something can be fair dinkum in the sense that it's as like an, as an adjective. Yeah, I'm trying to describe it. It can it can be it, like it can be approval like you can say like oh no no it's like in that sense it means it was seriously good like so that was yeah, that was fair income good like that was very good that was that was genuinely good but it you, you can also use it as an interrogatory if you tell me something and i don't believe you i can go oh fair income as in like are you telling me the truth seriously yeah yeah like are you being fed are you being fair income but you can also say it to like acknowledge that someone has said something to you so if someone says something oh, yeah, fair income all right like that like Okay. Yeah. Is there is there an inverse? If if I tell you something that you seem to be unbelievable, can you, can oh. you go fa- foul dinkum? Yeah, unfair dinkum. <laughs> unfair dinkum. Yeah, <laughs> that is that is the unfairest dinkum I've seen. I don't know what a dinkum is. I think I think it means like going right, like because here people say fair play in a much in a very similar way. Now you'd never use it as a, as a you'd never use it as a modifier. You'd never say those chips were fair play tasty. That's ridiculous. But, that kind of um, makes sense to me though. Well, there's another Australian thing that is close to it, but not the same. Um, dinky die. What, you guys right. are cartoon people. So What's happening over there? D- dinky die means dinky die means again, um, like legitimate or okay. Yeah, I'm looking at the, in the dictionary now. Another term for dinkum, and a dinkum means genuine, honest, true. But you never say it's always fair dinkum. It's not just dinkum. Hmm. Dinkum never, Dinkum cannot exist alone. No, Dinkum is well, only ever in a state of being fair. 
Anyway, sorry, this is this is probably fair dink and boring for a lot of people listening to this. So anyway, well, no, so hang on. This is actually not a million miles off what I wanted to talk about. So mm. um, it is not my moment of standing Australian phrases, but it's 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 in the similar similar vein. Riley, mm. I have the results of my my heritage DNA ethnicity test. Oh, fair dinkum. Fair dinkum, yes. So are you a fair dinkum so, Croat or a Bos a Bos Bosniovanovic? Bosniak. Bosnia. So is, is it, no, it's so, not a Bosniak, is it? It's a Bosnian, surely. I think it's Bo- well, yeah, it is. But I think the term is Bo- I th- you are a Bosnian person, yeah. But I think Bosniak is a word. A Bosniak, Bosnish yeah, with a K. All right. Um, but Nikki and I both did this. Nikki's came back seventy-five uh, percent Celt, Irish, yep. so Scot- yep. Irish or Scottish, mm-hmm. and twenty-five percent Scandinavian. Um, Scando, bit of Scando was, mixed in there yeah. somewhere. Oh no, that makes sense because Dublin was once a Scandinavian city. Exactly, yeah. She was Double- just extremely happy that there was no English in there, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, she oh, was that, like, yes, yeah. let's go. <laughs> She's of the true, true, truly pure blood. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that. Dublin was actually um, just a Viking town for a, a while. Viking, it's a Viking settlement, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine, Riley, a little less straightforward. Oh, I was going to say, you're a bastard child of planet Earth. Let's, let, there's there's going to be all sorts of... The, uh, the, the, the spice rack of humanity has been busted open in the case of D. Straniak. I want to hear it. So I am fifty two point nine percent Balkan. Balkan. That's a that's a broad category. That it one. is the list of countries it categorizes under Balkan are far reaching and confusing. Yeah, so fair there's Balkan, two fair Balkan, categories man. under Balkan. Fair Balkan. Yeah, there's two categories under Balkan here, which I have an even distribution of. Um, yeah. The first category is Bosnia Herzegovina, but also France, Belgium, Germany, and Turkey. Well, one second. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Bosnia and Herzegovina is one category. No, these are all in the same category. But Bosnia Herzegovina. Bosnia Herzegovina. But that, but that's two different. That's two. That's two. What are you what? You double dipping? That's two categories, man. No, it's, it's, it's one. It's one country. Unbelievable! Unbelievable! Uh, right. Why are France and Belgium in here? What's going on? All right, so let's get into that. Belgium exists as a nation. This is a huge oversimplification, but essentially, Belgium mm-hmm. exists as a nation. Um, because it remained Catholic. You are the perfect under, person to ask about this, by under, the way. I'm very excited. <laughs> under, so here's, oh man, the history of the Netherlands and, and Belgium and just the Low Countries more broadly is really, really complex and really fascinating because essentially it was, I don't know how to describe it, not an imperial possession, but it was a possession that was shipped around from Habsburg to yeah. Habsburg for a while. For a while, it was part of Spain. Then it was a part of mm-hmm. Austria, right? As it sort of got shipped between all these different Habsburg masters. Parts of it broke off. We had like the seven provinces or the United Provinces of the Netherlands. There was all these different things. Um, the, the, so the Austrian part is likely where it starts to bleed over here. It sounds well, like. The, 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 the biggest division between Belgium and the Netherlands is, you won't be surprised mm-hmm. to learn, just religion. Belgium is Catholic mm-hmm. broadly and, um, and the Netherlands are Protestant. So Flemish-speaking or Dutch-speaking Catholics ended up breaking off in the 1840s and becoming Belgium. And that took in also Wallonians, which were French-speaking, non-French Catholics that were part of an area ruled over by the Habsburgs and not France. Okay, so that's where the France and Belgium bleed over is. That is extremely helpful because I was very confused about that. It's The politics of Belgium is fascinating. And it's really interesting that their capital, Brussels, is right in the middle of where the country is divided between French and, uh, and mm. Flemish. So that's the first chunk of Balkan. The second chunk of Balkan is much more straightforward. It is on, the other is, half of Bosnia. Why, why, why have we got Balkan? Why, French, why is France and Belgium appearing in the Balkan bit? I don't know. Balkan True. ethnicity, as the, the way this website categorizes it, includes some France, France and Belgium. So I guess through the 
Austrians when the Austrian Habsburgs? I would assume so. That's bizarre to me, but all right. Okay, next one. Yep. Uh, The other half of the Balkan section is just Serbia, Croatia, and the other half of Bosnia Herzegovina, which makes sense. No surprises there. Okay. So I would have I would have considered myself Balkan pretty much through and through, but we're barely cracking fifty percent here. I would have thought that you no, I, just based on the history of the Balkans, I would have thought that there'd be a lot of stuff moving moving and shaking around in that part of the world because it's been there ruled is, over by so many things, different peoples and cultures. I think it gets washed out though. Like Balkan, there probably includes a ton of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you're gonna have Turkish in there. You're gonna have Greek in there. You're gonna have all this other stuff in there. Well, here's the thing: next largest chunk, thirty five percent. Flat yeah. Eastern Europe, Russia, Ukraine, Poland, Hungary. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because that's the influence in like Which in, the, in the, Balk- the Balkan parts that have been, I don't know, the more, the more Slavic parts, right? That have, the, have through Serbia and Albania yeah. and stuff through yeah. through their links to the to Eastern and Central Europe. Yeah, okay, yeah. That's the next biggest one, and then cool eight and a half percent, so relatively sizable. Just Greek, Greek and South Italian. Yeah. So yes, that doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah, yeah. And then the bottom chunk. The smallest chunk, which is three percent, is just flat out Italian. Just actual actual Italian. Yeah. Actual Italian. Well, isn't Croatia so, often described, Dennis, as spicy Italy? I describe it as that. Yeah. Um That's they were both you, they're they're, they're both part of the yeah, Croatia the provinces of Croatia that I'm from, or I was born mm. in at least, is Dalmatia, which was very heavily tied to Italy and Sicily, mm. especially well, Venice, Italy. And Venice ruled much of what is the Croatian coastline for a very long time. Correct. Yeah. So, so that I would have been written wager, and way back then. Yeah. So, well, now my parents are arguing about which one of them gets to be the Italian one and which one of them has to be the Eastern European one because that's pretty clearly the divide, right? <laughs> I didn't think about it like that. I didn't think <laughs> about we because obviously you know you go back through your ancestors and it's like, well, yes, one of them was just an Italian fellow, right? Whatever. But I didn't realize my great great grandfather to, in this case. Yeah, we don't have to go back through the the generations. We can go back one generation and start the argument here. Yeah, who's the Italian parent? So they both have the Balkan part, right? Obviously, that's where that blue part comes from. Yeah. But then one of them is clearly from Russia, Ukraine, somewhere. Yes. Yeah. And one of them is clearly from Italy and Greece, right? Yeah. Yeah. I would wager my Western Croatian father is the one from Italy and Greece, just on balance of probability uh-huh. and skin tone. Uh-huh. Um, but my mother's like, fun, the jury's not out yet. Yeah, let's, let's, let's not nail our colours to the mask on this one. So have they done the, t- the test as well? Are they going to? They have now ordered the test as well. Now so I will give you an update in a couple of weeks. <laughs> That's yeah, tough, but it is hotly debated to, in the Stranyak household currently. Looking forward to you forgetting about that. So has this changed your perception of yourself in any real way? It has in one way. Go on. Um, which is my family are in no way religious, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but we are ethnically Muslim. Right. Yes. Yeah. Except, apparently, not really. But this is the thing about the. I think most people will hear ethnically Muslim and imagine Arabic, right? Which is sort of the. Well, there was a solid chance. There was a solid chance I had a good chunk of Turkey, Syria, Lebanon, Iraq in there. That was not off the cards at all. Arabic, mate. That's not Arabic. Yeah. This is. This is. This is. Here's my point. People will hear Muslim. Oh, he's ethnically Muslim, and will hear. Okay, he's an Arab. But that's the equivalent, literally the equivalent of hearing me say, oh, I'm a Catholic, and they go, oh, you're Italian. Mm-mm. Because that's the center of Catholicism is Rome. So if you describe yourself as Catholic, then no, there are, there are Muslims from all sorts of different backgrounds, Even ethnically speaking. Even the branch of Muslim that I am w- yeah. should, would be from Turkey, probably. Uh, influenced by Turkey, but if you go back far enough, you're like it depends on 
again, what part of the Balkans you're from, but like, you know, you can have Slavic ancestors who uh, who at one point were converted to Islam through the, inf- the yeah. through the um, the influence of that's the Ottoman what, that's, Empire. That's assuredly what happened. But yeah, there's so, no. So what like, I'm saying, I'm not, I'm not trying no to settlement. say that you don't have the right to say this, but I'm saying that when you say you're ethnically Muslim, that most people won't have an understanding of what that actually means. But here's the thing: like when I, because we're not practicing at all, mm. my parents don't believe in it. Mm. Their, most of their grandparents didn't really believe in it. Mm. And now it turns out it's not even like genetically present. Yeah. So, <laughs> someone, someone, someone who was from Russia or Italy converted to islam presumably through a wedding or some point as some some number of generations ago and Mm. that was it but that's what would have happened to Um, a lot of people in living living under the the authority of the ottoman empire um at at its peak when it ruled from you know halfway across the balkans yeah it's just an addition i I always thought i had an additional link to that and i don't and it's it doesn't it it doesn't change my day-to-day life at all i i eat pork before i'll eat pork now (laughs) like it's um yeah you're not being like oh good thank goodness i'll cancel the hajj that i've been organizing yeah exactly um i'll stop building the traditional bath i was building in the in the spare bedroom (laughs) like that's not happening Um, really interesting about the the so the hajj for those people who don't know is the um is the the pilgrimage that Muslims have to are required to go on to to Mecca at mm-hmm. one point in your life? If you're a good Muslim, you'll go on a Hajj to Muslim to um to to Mecca. You know they don't even allow non-Muslims into Mecca. I didn't know that. No, I'm not they don't like you can't visit if you're not a Muslim. You have to be a Muslim to even be allowed into the city. There's no airport. You can't fly into it. You have to fly into I think it's Riyadh nearby. Um, yeah, I assume so. And and you can only like get the bus or the train or the whatever over to Mecca if you can prove that you're islamic how do you even do that there's no you must have no, a letter from an imam or something yeah i don't know there's no um no it's it's sorry i think it's Jeddah you fly into not Riyadh. where's Riyadh? i'm good that's in the middle of saudi arabia no it's nowhere near it um yeah you fly into Jeddah, and then you can get like a bus or whatever and there's special too like you know there's stuff set up for um for muslims on hajj so they can get to mecca but you just can't do it if you if you're not I, I don't know what you I, I don't know if like just looking Islamic would be enough like you get one of those the the hats and you and you I think you might have you to organize like it the, through I would say you probably organize it through a mosque and you have like a letter from an imam that is like hello I'm sending these 43 people this summer it is I understand I mean. that but you know there's going to be certain people that just aren't going to be checked right like if you're fluent course, in yeah. Arabic if you if you look at if you I don't know if you've got like a Saudi Arabian passport they're not even they're not even dressed check apart yeah yeah so I wonder what it is for just like I don't know an Australian Muslim or a, or an Irish Muslim someone who is who, who doesn't necessarily seem like like your parents have every it's the right inverse to go of being there. it's the exact inverse of being profiled at another airport it's yeah. the exact opposite <laughs> exactly yeah i just i just thought that was I've really interesting a, i thought that was really interesting i've sent you a map breakdown riley of my ethnicity according to this website now it is color-coded so i know how difficult this is going to be for you okay um, all right so what but, i'm looking at here is um a map of central uh well no i'm, I'm looking at a map of the east mediterranean and central mm-hmm. europe and it has a bunch of overlapping shapes blobs, blobs. i would yeah. say blobs um, of different colors, I can't really tell apart, but increasing intensity centered on Bosnia and Herzegovina. Herzeg- yeah. Yeah. So this makes me feel like my ethnicity is just European. And if we want to be specific, it is Southern and Eastern European. Yeah. Southern, Eastern European. You Maybe might not, be even, being bit, not even Southern. Southern. Yeah. Southern, you might be a bit generous with just Spain, European, Portugal. to be honest. Yeah. Because I know France and UK. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just a lot of, lot of Western Europe is missing from, uh, from what you got going on there. I guess you got your France and Belgium, feel- don't you? Yeah. So. Hmm. 
Yeah, I would say I'm just Southern Eastern European. Yeah, I think that's fine. Heavy capital E Eastern, lowercase S Southern. I've never done one of these tests, so, and uh, I was going to say this is the next t- thing I want to ask. How would you feel about doing one of these? First of all, how do you feel about putting your DNA in an envelope sent to the government? Second of all, that's the thing, right? Now, I'm I'm not huge on conspiracy theories generally, but that's a bell you can't unring, man. And once they've got your DNA, like that is it, and there's no there's no telling. My feeling what- is, if you're conspiratorial, mm. they already have it. If they want, you know what I mean? Through whatever blood test you've ever had to do yeah, or whatever. If they're going to be, so, yeah, they already yeah, are. Yeah, no, you probably, that's that's my approach to like Google. It's like Google knows everything. Exactly. I, I can't fight it. I've got a Google device in my pocket. I use a Google device. Like, oh, yeah. So, yeah. All right. So I would be, I think, just split down the middle Irish English. I think, I think your results will look quite similar to Nikki's, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Oh, you reckon there's some scandal in there? Reckon I've got some Viking in me somewhere? Well, I mean, you might if you have Irish, right? That's how that goes. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm Irish on one side, English on the other. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's funny that the Irish part definitely won out when it came to like that, my household's religion. Um, so well, one say, of them always does. So, someone, someone, someone a couple hundred years ago made a decision for my family and, and as a prepared yeah. with Muslim suits. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't be that, I wouldn't be that curious to find out. Um, no, I, I don't know. Here's the thing. I, Nikki was curious because she wanted to see how English she was, basically, in terms of zero. Yeah. I, I had no clue. And yes. this, hasn't, this hasn't elucidated things massively, but it is, it's something. It's interesting to know that I am, at least my, my, presumably through my father, like 12.5% Greek and Italian. Yeah. Um, which is sizable, honestly. <laughs> and well, then, look, you know, it's actually getting more and more difficult for you to be culturally appropriative with how much of the map this covers, right? Like, you've got a it's quite fair, a lot yeah fair chunk of europe that you can like start really throwing things around and, and then you've got obviously your irish cultural heritage growing up there as well which gives you that you know you can get after a lot of people without getting without getting cancelled there's that's a couple, there's a little bit of germany east germany covered in this eastern european section i, can get <laughs> I don't about, think I, that's you know? just because they're rounding off the edges but sure you can you can have a go at the people from leipzig you now? see you yeah. think it's because they're rounding off the edges look at the hoops there to jump through to give me cyprus but not turkey on this map <laughs> yeah this map is drawing a line around turkey like it's a no-fly zone it is uh that's, yeah that's, that's really something that's what I, looking at that i was like wow just nothing huh this so, yeah, so close to Istanbul, but never set foot in. Okay, no, uh, no Ottoman at all. The Ottomans didn't uh, didn't manage to make it to the Stranjak household. It seems, which is unusual considering we're, I'm from the Balkans, from Bosnia Herzegovina. Uh, no, the more that I look at this map, and we're talking about like you know, it's it's drawing lines around certain countries, right? Like it's going all the way around Turkey mm-hmm. to get across Cyprus. But look at what's happening with Italy, right? It's going across uh, Corsica, but not Sardinia, whereas Corsica is part of. Italy, a part of France. It's clipping, it's clipping Sardinia. It's clipping no, but it's Sardinia. Not going ar- it's not going around Corsica. No, I don't well, no, I, I could be from Olbia, but there's no way I'm from Caligari. No, <laughs> it's got half of Switzerland in there. I'm not. No, nah, this is not This is not the enormously accurate map that I think. Hard science that it probably, no. yeah, I understand. No. Yeah, you got people in Kaliningrad, maybe, that were, uh, that were up in there somewhere. No, I don't think so. It well, does I'm look, glad, if you zoom in, it does look like somebody. It's interesting, yeah. It's, I'm not going to change my life as no. a result. I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm Polish now. Like, that's not what's happening. I don't know. Um, that's what I'm, that's but, what I'm trying to think as well. Like, what would have to happen if I got the results back? Like, what would there have to be in there for me to go, oh, this is going to very significantly change the way that I live my life? Um, what it would have to do is it would have to give you, because it gives you DNA matches of other people who have also done the test. And it's yes. like, this person's your fifth cousin, right? Yeah. And that's, and, you know, that's reasonable. And I, I've called my parents and went through some of them. They're like, yep, we know that person. That is correct. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
what would have to happen for it to change your life significantly was you'd have yeah. to have a bunch of people from your mom's side and none from your dad's side. That I think would be like a, would be like a, oh, hang on. <laughs> well, that's going to be very complicated and confused because I'm already not biologically related related to my dad. Oh, there you go. I'm donor conceived, so that would uh, that would really. Oh, there's that fine dad, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, I know because you're donor. Well, con- so. Because I know my donor, I'm very good friends with my donor, and he's done this, oh, so I've did. got the full ethnic oh, background whatever, on his yeah. side of things. Yeah, I thought you didn't know the donor, and you, you, you no, no, I'm good, like I'm good friends with my donor. No, I'm seeing him this weekend. We're going to go and have lunch together. I'm very good mates with him. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, it's a double dipping on the double dad train. Double dads. Well, no, Roger's never never been. He's he's been paternal in the same way that any old like a friend with any old man has not old as in like elderly but like a, a man who's older than you can have a fatherly right they're not they're not that, splitting they're not splitting fatherly duties to complete yeah, the analogy when your dad yeah, exactly. when your dad bust a hole in the wall he didn't borrow roger's hammer to do it right that's no, not like no and dad my dad is the one who you know put food on the table and, and closed my back like, he's you, the one yeah. who raised me and whereas roger's just someone who was you know coming he came into my life at a, at a later stage i was uh, i wasn't allowed to know anything about him until i was 18 and then yeah, we met mm. and we got on very well and got a lot in common, which has been interesting to learn. But um, yeah, uh, I don't um, I don't think there'd be any surprises unless um, unless Mum is just like completely somehow has the wrong idea because when her parents immigrated to Australia, they I have no idea. Like unless there's really form, some wires yeah. that are, that got crossed there, but no, no idea. Apart, apart, as far as I know, Irish on one side, English on the other. Doesn't matter whether I go with my dad or with roger english all the way back same yeah well you never know like your mom's like how, how well do you know your grandparents uh not super well they're all dead so um well i mean like, you, you, like your if your mom's dad had like moved there from like scotland and his dad had moved from denmark then you're off you know that's true yeah and that's i guess that would be the other thing that might change okay honestly the real big the, the real thing would be is there any scottish up in there Right, like, do I have any? Well, link that would to... that would be huge for your that would be huge for your for your budding marriage. Yeah, exactly. Because obviously, you know, I've got a Scottish fiance, and so if there was any Scottish up in there whatsoever, that'd be a game changer. But, this was um... like thirty quid, dude. I'd recommend it. It's yeah, worth but finding. Then the government's got my bloody. What do you send in, little little poopy, little turd? What do you send in? <laughs> shit in an envelope. No, yeah. they send you a swab, like you used to do a COVID test, and you just put it in your cheek. And then what? They come and pick it up. You put it back in an envelope. Okay, no, you, put well, it back you didn't in the say that, did you? Just put the swab in your cheek and then what? Wait for them to knock on the door. Oh, we're here to collect it. Yeah. No, um, you put it back in the little envelope. Ship it off. Yeah, uh, maybe. I don't know. It doesn't. I don't. I don't know why. I don't. It's so dumb because my resistance is like, oh, don't give away DNA. But like, that's. So, but you have to give dumb. your finger. You give your fingerprints at airports. Yeah, I know. I, that's what I'm saying. It's such a dumb thing for me to like yeah, worry about and be concerned about. But yeah. I had exactly the same. It's irrational. Uh, well, no, in a vacuum, it's not irrational. It's just irrational given all the other stuff you do in your life. It's too late. Like, I think your I digital think footprint. Yeah. yeah. But also, I think your digital footprint, like you said, is way more important than this anyway. Um. Yeah. And the other thing is, I'm not planning to like try to murder anyone and leave a bunch of DNA. If I, you know, if I was to go and murder Dennis, I'd, I'd make sure I didn't leave any DNA there whatsoever. So it wouldn't be any help to, to them at all, you know? Yeah. But they'd track your phone and the 50 security cameras you'd walk past GPS to get to yes. where you did. You, you, you think, get up to the grassy knoll anyway. Think, you think I'd, I'd be leaving that sort of trail behind? Like, you don't know. Me. I'd be on the phone to your dad. I'd be saying, listen, Mozart, how do I get away with this? That's what I'd be saying. You think you'd be waiting for the president to round the corner in, in, in Dallas and you wouldn't get bored and want to put us into a podcast? <laughs> 
<laughs> I download it ahead of time and I go into aer- aeroplane mode and then they never catch me. You're not and playing then- Seven Wonders on your phone? <laughs> Again, offline, offline, dude. As long as I'm not playing offline like, mode, offline. As long as I'm not playing arena, me. right? I'm not. I'm not grinding time with the timeless ladder in arena. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'll do it. Are you going to say you highly recommend it? The thing is, you actually did this. You didn't just recommend it to me and then not do it. This definitely if I did it. Yeah. 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 I'm I don't know that. I, if you're, I don't know. I don't know that I highly recommend it. It is a curiosity. You know, it's a neat thing to talk about for an afternoon. Yeah. Or I don't 20, think anybody should be making any life changes. On a Tim Pot podcast. Um, speaking of speak, here we go. How's this for a segue? Are you ready for this one? Um, I'm ready. I'm strapped in. Speaking of. Um, removing, uh, mm-hmm. uh, removing bodily material. Okay, right mm-hmm. for personal benefit. Huh? Uh oh. Okay. Yeah. Donating blood? No. Megan had a Megan had a wisdom teeth out. Ooh. Yeah, dude. Was she loopy? Loopy as all. So I'll tell you the story from the beginning. So I had my wisdom teeth taken out years ago when I was like 25, 24, 24 I think, and it was awful. That's it was hellish. Lot. And uh, oh yeah, not a, not an ounce of wisdom left in me after they uh, after they ripped my four wisdom teeth out. So it's interesting because whenever you, whenever anyone's about to go in for a medical procedure of some kind, the default is to be friendly and supportive, like you know it'll be okay, you'll be all right. Oh, it's not that bad. Oh, a friend of mine who blah blah blah, you'll be okay, right? I found that that rule just doesn't apply for people who are having their wisdom teeth taken out because when I went to have them done, everyone I spoke to was like, "Dude, it's awful. It's going to be the you're going to get ahead. It's the worst, right? It's so bad." And then it was. And then my sister, when she went to have no them taken surprises. out, I told her, it's awful. It's going to be like the worst week of your life. So I had a terrible time, right? Awful time. I had all four taken out. I went under a general. I had to literally be dragged into the operating theater. You by had that the, too. Yeah, it was, I, I was dreading it, right? And I hated the idea of having it done. And then, you know, I'm a very vain person. I come out looking like a chipmunk, right? Like a squirrel that's mm. trying to, it's about to hibernate. And... Um, I went for two weeks around in a hoodie with the, like Kenny from South Park with the hood, with the strings drawn. <laughs> no, I was, I, on it really messed me up. Like I'm so vain and I hate it. No one cares. I was like, they're looking at his, he's either very ugly or he's had his wisdom teeth taken out. Right. Whatever. No one cares, but I care so much. Even without the vanity thing, something that changes the shape of your face is it's not unreasonable to have that mess with your sense of self, to be Thank honest. You. I don't want to give you, you too much hard, hard time. Yeah. And then there was like being stuck on soft foods, which I didn't mind too much. I said ice cream, whatever else. It, that wasn't too bad. But the pain was awful and the recovery was awful. And then you've got those big holes in the back of your gums. Just terrible from go to woe. So obviously I let Megan know all of this going into it. So she's really looking forward to it. Um, but hers had, and you know the technical term for when your wisdom teeth grow out of their gums? They impacted? No, they had erupted. Like volcanoes, they'd erupted. And the impacted Oops. one apparently is when it gets stuck into other teeth, I think. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, these had erupted. I think you're right. So we go to our dentist, Vernon, fantastic dentist. Uh, highly recommend, Dennis. Is, and not in a death loop way. Yeah, have you display. finished them, though? Have you completed them? I've finished them, yeah. Anyway, he's fantastic. Made the appointment. And Megan, she, he looked at them and he's like, I reckon I can do them here in the chair. I reckon I can rip them out of your head, right? You don't have to go under. There won't be a general anesthetic. Mm. I think we can do it here. Saving thousands of dollars. Yeah, thousands yeah, yeah. and thousands it's like six grand to get your teeth taken out under uh, under a general um verna was saying you do it for a couple of hundred in the chair but megan obviously just had to phenomenal yeah anyway so megan gets given some valium um she's uh, they get they say in the in the uh, like appointment preparing for it she's like when you come back next week take this about an hour before you go in 
um, and uh, you'll be nice and loopy, and then we'll give you more anesthetics. You're going to be fine. You're going to be off your off your face. It like yeah, it'll it'll be fine. But she's still obviously dreading it, and I was trying to be supportive. Came along to to offer offer the support. Um, couldn't stomach being in the room with her at all. Um, just like going in and seeing the pliers laid out right on yeah, the his, tray. Yeah, his I was knee like, up on the chair. Like, yeah, and I yeah. was just like, no, I'll be in the other room. Um, but the Valium didn't kick in. Megan is 100% sober, right? So oh they, God, they give her another show. one as she lies. But she, she's, she's been so brave. Like, I, I think Megan, one of those people, she gets to a point where she's like, it's happening. I can't do anything about it. Just going with the flow. So she gets Impressive. in the chair and I say, good luck. I'll be in the other room. And then all I hear is just the normal like dentist chat. Oh, so did it. And then Megan going, and then him going, oh, so blah, blah, blah. And then her going, like this. They're just chatting away. And he's like, mm. oh, hang on. And unfortunately, it wasn't like a, you know, like a sound. But yeah. that's all I can describe the entire thing as is that it was, it was half an hour and she was done. That's just walked phenomenal. Out, walked out with her wisdom teeth in a little box. They're huge, by the way. They're so big. <laughs> they removed a lot of wisdom from her head. But um, the whole thing was so much easier than we thought it was going to be. So much cheaper that's than we you, thought it was going to be. That's why you're so loopy and stupid afterwards. They're taking all the wisdom out. Your brain needs time oh, to grow. Back. And can I tell you, those Valium, they kicked in on the drive home. A little bit too oh, late. Oh, just, just a, a little bit of long fuse on those. Huh? It was so funny. Megan came home absolutely off her tits. Like she was in, she was loopy as anything, right? Um, having a great time. But obviously had some pretty pretty strong painkillers to begin with, and then you know had to get on like mm. paracetamol and the and the ibuprofen and whatever else. But here's the thing: no swelling, obviously a bit of pain, minor discomfort. A week later, she's fine. Still on like skill issue, mate. Solid like semi-solid issue. food. Skill issue, right? I don't. She tanked it, dude. I don't know how she did it. It was incredible. I'd been talking to being. Oh, it's gonna be terrible. It's gonna be awful. I'll be there to look after you every step of the way. I didn't do anything. This gels pretty well with your while I was at work, Megan tore apart a tree story. She's just built diff, dude. She's just built diff. I don't know what's going on with this woman, but she, it was crazy the way that she just took it. Having two teeth ripped out of her head. A week later, she's back at work. No worries at all, right? A little bit of pain here and there, but she's fine. Um, although, I've retained all of my wisdom teeth for the moment. Oh, hang on. Although, sorry. The, the funniest part, it's still going on. So she's obviously doing exactly all, all the stuff that Dennis told her in terms of taking, because uh, you haven't experienced this, but when you have your wisdom teeth taken out, they're just, there's just holes in your gums where they were re- removed from, yeah, yeah. right? Just, stitches and, very, and stuff, yeah. No, no stitches, just very deep holes. And food, oh, it loves to bury itself oh, deep in know, those holes. I do holes. know that, yeah. So she's been very diligent with cleaning them out, but it means that whenever she eats, she chews with her front teeth, and it is the funniest thing. <laughs> like a squirrel. Thing. <laughs> Dude. So we had some pizza last night and we only cooked it just a little bit. So it was kind of like it was al dente pizza, basically, like it wasn't nice and crispy. And she was eating it with her front, like chewing it like with her front teeth. It was so funny. She tucked it like um, like a mouth guard, like a, like a, a football player's mouth guard behind her, behind her top lip and then was chewing it bit by bit. It was hilarious, right? <laughs> she looks so dumb. But honestly, she's so tough. Like she just tanked having two of her wisdom teeth ripped out. So uh, this is my question for you. You haven't, so you haven't had any of your wisdom teeth taken out. No, they've come in, and but I think they came in relatively straight and narrow, and they're fine now. Nice. You know? Well, that explains how. Well, which is the qu- which is well, it's one of those things. It's like, it's like allegedly the intended outcome. Also, I hate that. It's one of those things. that's like I just don't need the extra teeth. My skull can just have a little bit of a gap at the back. It's fine. Well, the whole thing with wisdom evolution teeth is- cut it out. 
Well, that's the thing, right? Like, is that we've evolved to not need them and our jaws have become smaller and so there's not enough room for them to come out sometimes. I think that's it. Because some people just don't have them. Yeah, some people don't have them. Some people um, they just come don't. in mostly, most often they come in sideways and stuff. Yeah. yeah. But just because there isn't, I think that's it. I'm speaking from ignorance, but I think that's what it is. And they're called wisdom teeth, not because they impart wisdom, but because they come along at a point in your life where you are wizened. Shouldn't be, should be a bit more wise. You know, famously, particularly for men, you know, around the age of 22. Mid 20s range, yeah. When, when men are known to be really just super, super wise. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just phenomenal decision makers like around really, the really 25. Good. That's it. You know, men in their early 20s. The, the exactly the sort of people you you describe as as being wise. So what are you going to do with yours? I don't know. Well, I don't know, dude. It, it, maybe it's the Greek in me now that I identify as a person who is very Shut very strongly up. with my okay. Greek heritage. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. So leaning back in your Greek heritage on thousands and thousands of years of Greek cultural heritage. Yeah, what have you got to say to us? Now I have double the claim to Macedonia by the Alexander the Great. Pick your Macedonia. I'll take you can the claim. Yeah, you can claim. You can claim Phyrom, North Macedonia, Macedonia, whatever you want to call it. You can claim it on multiple axes. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do with them. I mean, they're in my head, dude. What are you talking about? What are you going to do? Use them for chewing. No, but you're not going to have them sent. Like, if you had, have you had them looked at by a dentist? Yeah, and they're like, they seem fine. Okay, all right. Well, that's it then. I guess there's no interesting I have a, story. I have a, I have a, I have a very deep cavity and a filling on one tooth that keeps getting screwed up, which you might have to turn into a root canal, which is going to be fun. No, no, they're not. That's not fun, actually. I've heard root canals are very, very bad. I thought it was fun. I thought no. it was like it sounds like it sounds like a it sounds like a log flume ride at Disneyland. No, when you've heard people say things like, "Oh, it's about as much fun as a root canal," I think they're being ironic. Uh huh. Yeah, it's like yeah. that joke, you know, waterboarding at Guantanamo Bay sounds fun if you don't know what either of those things are. <laughs> That's terrible, Dennis. That's awful. That's an awful thing to say. <laughs> It's very, it's very I feel very bad for laughing at that. That's terrible. So audibly, you caught, and so you guffawed. I would because say. you caught me off guard, and and it was funny. And then I realized that's not an appropriate thing to be laughing at. Dennis, shame on you. Shame on you for making me no. laugh. <laughs> that's, I don't know if that's how that works. I don't know, yeah, if, I don't no, know if you can point the finger squarely in my court. Yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to go back to the dentist soon because um, I have chipped that tooth. Or well, actually, the the filling is like on the edge. I think the so filling is just chipped off. What's going on with that that tooth specifically? What are you doing? Chewing rocks with that tooth by itself? Well, I do gravel on the left side, so it probably oh, doesn't help. Right, and the grass is on the on the right. So I've got fillings. Uh, unfortunately, I've got a couple of fillings, and they're mostly on one side of my mouth. So I've started chewing just with the other one, so the fillings last as long as possible. Um, you're going to give yourself fillings on the other side and then I realize it's a very stupid thing to do because then I'm just going to wear down the teeth on one side of my mouth like an elephant right and <laughs> and that, I'm going to cause myself more problems in the long run so now I have to remind myself to chew on both sides of my mouth which is not a thing that you should have to do as an adult I wouldn't consider that to be an active process to like have to think about no I, no, I do so. because I, start, I just got myself into the habit of chewing on the left side, left hand side of my mouth and I was like no no stop like chew with your whole mouth you idiot but dentistry is crazy. First of all, it's crazy that doctors handle all of the rest of your body. Like yeah. I know there are, you know, ear, nose and throat specialists and like gastroenterologists stuff, but you go to a physician for basically everything else, right? A well, general physician. Yeah. General practitioner. And so, then dentist. Oh, that's different. Hang on. So let me ask you a question. You've got, I don't know, what the, what's the Irish equivalent of Medicare or the NHS or like the National Health? Uh, the HSE. HSE, the Health, health Services, Services Executive. Executive, not health services. Ireland, um, Ireland, no, exactly. Well, Ireland with an with an e, right? Or I guess it'd be spelt with Aaron. an o. E i. 
E-I-R. Well, no, but if someone, the actual if, Irish word for Ireland is Aire, so it would start, which does start with an E. So, But if you were saying it in that stereotypical, like, oh, are you, oh, you're from Ireland, that'd be O-I. I'm like 80% sure it's, considering as I used to be an employee of the HSC, I'm like 80% sure it's the health services executive. Yeah. Oh, Dennis, yeah, I, don't think, I don't think it's the health services of, oil, of the, the Emerald Oil. No, I didn't Ireland. think that was on the table, but it could easily <laughs> have been something else. The health services. Um, what's no. it called? Hang on, what's it called in Irish? That's interesting because it'll be something something Naharan. I actually probably won't be because Naharan is is, is our, Oh my god, it is Fimanochna Service Slauncha. Slauncha, like the thing that you it's drink. Public. What you say before you drink? Does that well, mean just it health? It means it means it means health. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. What do you say when someone sneezes in Irish? Sorry, you. what do you say stop, in Irish stop when that. someone stop that? What? No, no, no. <laughs> my question was, what do you say when someone sneezes in Irish? As in when they do an Irish language achoo. sneeze. Yeah, achoo! <laughs> achoo, but too sure. Achoo, but too bagara. Yeah, exactly. Um, so what do you, what do you, what's the Irish, what's the Irish salutation for sneezing? What do you do? What do you say? For, for bless you? I don't know. Well, no, because it's not always no, bless you. In German, you say Gesundheit, which means health. So do you say slauncher when someone sneezes? I wouldn't think so. Um, my mum in Croatian would always say pisamazzo, and I don't know what that means. What'd you call me? Um, uh, I know, right? Um, but Matzo is like a cat. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what that means. Mom, Stop I know that. you're listening. Stop Write that. in and tell me. Please explain that to me. Stop that cat hissing. Um, yeah, I don't know. I anyway, don't know. so under the HSC, right, under the health services mm-hmm. of Ireland, um, is dental included? No, I think so. Right. It's not in Australia. Under our socialized healthcare system, Dentistry is not included, right? Which has led the Australia's Checking. most left-leaning party, or left-leaning sort of... Uh, yeah, if you have a medical card, party. free dental services are available, correct? Okay, no, not in Australia. In Australia, uh, this has led to uh, our Green Party, right, having the radical policy that the mouth is indeed part of the body and therefore should be included under Medicare. Heretics! Yeah, Heretics. but obviously, ridiculous. Ridiculous, Dennis. What what a policy to have saying saying teeth are a part of your, like a part of your body with health needs. I know you have to have. Private Dude, I went to the med- for, I went to the medical school here in Trinity College, which mm. is like the like to do when I did radiology, right? Mm. And the dental school, totally separate building. Why? This is this is. I wonder how this happened, right? I wonder how the dentist. What's the lobby? Yeah, like what. And what do they benefit from it as well? Because if anything, dentists are worse off with this because when they describe themselves as doctors, people go, oh, yeah, but like a dentist, right? Not an actual doctor. Whereas yeah, like an exactly. arse doctor, in, even the lowest of the low dentists, the arse and, the arse and dick and fanny doctors, right? Like the ones who are getting the, the, the like, oh. Those oh, are just, I mean, those are gastroenterologists and urologists, I suppose, in this scenario. It's probably good, it's probably good money in, in dick and fanny, fanny doctoring, isn't there? There definitely is. Yeah. For an OBGYN, yeah. Yeah, it's probably good. Okay, the arse doctors, right? The arse doctors of the world, the ones with the real shit jobs, um, they didn't carve off their own enclave, right? They haven't been forced out. They're not mocked by other doctors. Maybe they are mocked by other doctors. I don't know. Maybe. You know, the thing that gets me about about teeth is, though, right, Mm. Mm. is they are so difficult to maintain. And what I mean by that is in the grand span of the human existence, you and I drink fluoride-enriched water, use toothpaste, floss, mm. have go to a dentist, yeah. a highly qualified person that uses special tools. There's no, other all part of like, your, there's no other individual part of your body that receives as much routine daily care as your teeth, yeah. right? You brush them twice a day with specialized equipment. Yes. Yeah. So 
100, let's say one, 100, 200, never mind 1,000, 2,000 years ago, did everyone just have wild tooth rot by the time they turned 20? Yes, yes. Yeah, and yeah. that's what I feel like. That's what that that, that would probably had a major impact well, on actually, my perspective. Actually, because you just get sepsis. Yes and no, right? Your tooth, your like teeth. People years and years ago, when their teeth rotted and fell out and all that, so that just happened, right? That was much more normal than it is today. People they just got like people just had bad teeth, teeth right? right? Well, if, if you go back far enough, they didn't even do that. They just had teeth missing, right? But the other thing was they weren't eating sugar. Mm, that's true, right? Like diets weren't. So I was, re- I was I was I've done some half history episodes on um, on uh, Maori history and, and the history of Aotearoa New Zealand at the moment. So I was, I was learning a lot about like um, Maori civilization pre European contact. And one of the issues you say Maori properly, and it's it's very it's very satisfying to hear. Maori, yeah, yeah. The best tutorial yeah. I was given is try to just say the word Maori, but say it a little bit wrong. Maori. Moldy. No, Moldy. Moldy. Yeah. That's the Greek right. in me again. Sorry, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you know. Someone, someone with as many ethnic backgrounds as you, Dennis. It's hard for you to uh, hard for you to get get another pronunciation under your belt. Anyway, so one of the issues that Maori people faced before, um, uh, before essentially Europeans introduced pigs and potatoes, which completely revolutionised their diet, was the stuff that they ate was very rough and fibrous mm-hmm. and awful for their teeth. Right which had a direct mm. impact on life expectancy because teeth would be damaged and fall fall and it would fall out and they wouldn't be able to then eat the rough and and you know tough to chew food that was was a staple of the of the Maori diet diet and you have to imagine this was not restricted to just the Maori like anyone that didn't have uh, a, a diet that was particularly pigs and potatoes yeah <laughs> pigs and potatoes like they're going to have a terrible they're going to have a terrible time right and i think that was just mm. that was just what happened right you just had dodgy teeth I do like it's crazy to think it's one of those things like you hear people be like well cavemen didn't brush their teeth it's like yeah but cavemen also probably lived to be maybe 30 mm. <laughs> they oh, catch I, a disease I, and die I love that argument it's like well what do we do before vaccines you know what do we need to cure cancer what are our ancestors like yeah our ancestors polio died. is they what died. we did before they, vaccines what do we do before vaccines we died we just died died of yeah yeah, there like when during the middle of the COVID thing it's like oh this whole thing's overblown look what happened to the black death we survived that didn't we it's like yeah we did a third of Europe didn't <laughs> Yeah. Also, like arguably, uh, barely. Like, it, yeah. was, it was it was touch and go there. It was for touch a while. and go there for a while. And the only reason that the Black Death isn't, you know, the Black Death these days, right, is not as in in the same way that many diseases don't harm and cause the death of as many Europeans as, as they do in other other people of other mm-hmm. ethnic backgrounds. But it's not because there's a better standard of healthcare in Europe when it comes to the, to the Black Death. All the people who are susceptible to the bubonic plague, right? Mm-hmm. died in Europe. So anyone who survived it passed on their natural genetic resistance to the bubonic plague, which means that now anyone of European descent is naturally more resistant to it. Less likely, yeah. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? I guess that, it's one of those things that is crazy, but when you say it, it's, 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 it sounds self-evident, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm not vaccinated against bubonic plague, I don't think, right? But if you put me in a room... Anti-vax, a- Riley, Riley, anti-vax here. Yeah. here oh, first. yeah, yeah. I won't let them put the I won't let them put the nanobots in me, Dennis. I'm not going to get the black. The, well, yeah. So, the, so you the, won't the, you, you the don't want the vaccine, plate. and you don't want because you're worried the government's going to get your DNA. That's what I'm getting out of this. Yeah, the whole yeah, episode yeah, is what exactly, I'm hearing. Yeah, 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 exactly. Just let me adjust my tinfoil hat, Dennis. Sorry if you hear the crinkling, the crinkling, and the crinkling. But no, you and I, especially you, Dennis, with your trans-European heritage. Oh my goodness. myriad background. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The bubonic plague. Oh, wouldn't have a chance against you, mate. 
Do you think so? So I have what was it, eight percent Greek? Do you think that's enough to justify throwing a plate at the wall after dinner once in a while? I think it's got to be right. Isn't that a wedding thing? Do they do that after every dinner of the Greeks? I think they mostly do it for tourists now. <laughs> I thought they like stomped on it. No, stomp, they stomp on a glass. You didn't stomp on the glass at the wedding dinner. So that's I, I, Jewish people, isn't it? Is that Jewish people? I think that's oh, Jewish. I think it's a Jewish. This is great. It's just two men on a two white men on a podcast. <laughs> two white men on a podcast. Stomping Excuse me, I am thirty five percent Eastern. Oh, these are all white. Damn it! These oh, are all, each more Caucasian than the last. Okay, yeah, no stomping on the look. There, I bet there are Jewish Greek people. Of course there are. What do you mean, okay. you bet? I'll Greek take that bet. Yeah, sure. Wedding, Greek wedding traditions. What do they do? They, I, there's, there's smashing plates, right? I don't think it's a wedding thing. Is it not? Oh, dear. What? Where did we get Greek wedding? Yeah. What? They just do no, it No, no, no. A, a joyous occasion or celebration attracts evil spirits uh, in order to ward it off. Plates are smashed. Yeah. So any anything yeah. that, yeah, it's just a, man, you wouldn't want to be a, a plate in Greece, would you? I believe so. I believe that there in restaurants that do this, they have like special plates that are cheaper. Oh, I assume made of like, that, like the the like sugar glass, like they use in Hollywood. Well, I think that's probably more expensive. I think they're just crappy plates. Because um, nowadays, if you take a big ceramic plate and try to break it, it'll bounce a lot of time. You know, oh, like man. design and quality. Um, I care of Sweden. Let's go. There's so much of people who are like will go to the restaurant, and be like ah, and, and the waiters are like, no, 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 not those, not those, not those. And they're just like, you actually, you actually right, just knocking not, it on the you, table. Do you know what they use most of the time? Hmm. Plaster. I'll come across here. They use plaster plates. We need off that. They would break like yeah. You can't see. <laughs> put a you put anything wet on it, and it just dissolves the plate. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, um, look, uh, uh, uh sorry, uh, everyone, uh, for the mix up, the breaking the glass, and the uh, I'm just look, I'm just an ignorant. I am just but a stupid Irishman. You know, I don't know what I'm talking well, about. Well, let's wait for the DNA to come back before yeah, you start tarring the Irishman. Start, you shouldn't start uh, getting into that shit. Oh dear. Thank you for listening to this episode of Have a Listen to This, your uh, weekly dose of bite-sized nonsense with uh, Riley Knight and Dennis Trainiak. If you like the show, please tell your friends about it. If you didn't like it, I guess tell them anyway, but um, hopefully they download it and they like it. Or if they don't, those downloads show up just the same, to be honest. If you really like the show, you head to patreon.com slash have a listen to this and support the show. Get the show a little bit early as well as some other exclusive perks and, you know, help us keep the lights and the mics on over here.